Good evening, friends. Day 12, bars closed. Sitting here in a hotel room in downtown Denver, Colorado, taking a quick personal trip, getting some things handled and down here for a couple days. I have lots of friends here and this is where both my sons were born. It's where I graduated from college. It's where I got married for the first and only time. So much history here, 10 years plus of my life and haven't been back that often for the last several years, I guess four plus years, so. But a lot of history, nice to be here. Kind of warmer than Sheridan. Sheridan was chilly cold. I mean, just bone chilling cold last night. So nicer, bright, sunny, shiny days, Denver, Colorado weather, hustle bustle. Feels good. I've noticed that there are a couple of bars that are here that don't serve non-alcoholic beer. So I see a world where every bar in the future has at least some one variety of non-alcoholic beer and red and white wine, non-alcoholic. It's so such a no-brainer. I'll eat there, people will eat and enjoy and socialize and, you know, this whole atmospheric thing versus alcohol thing. Not feeling terribly talkative tonight, so we'll keep it pretty low-key, but one of the things that has really been dancing in and out of my reality is really trying to grasp and understand a little bit more about myself, about the unique distinctions between what is my desire for excess versus what is, if any, my physical or mental dependency to any kind of substance, in this case, alcohol. And I think the more I was ruminating about it and really kind of dialing in and just giving it time, which is what's so cool about the process is you can kind of have it hit you one day and then kind of go and disappear and then come back and come back up. The self-reflection, I think, is so key for anyone who is trying to create healing in their life and trying to really get with their purpose and just dial it in for themselves personally, spiritually, mentally, soulfully. You know, so for me, I now see that my relationship is with excess. I mean, even now, like, it's kind of funny. I'm like drinking way more coffee. I never drank coffee, like one cup, a couple cups in the morning. I mean, but not during the day, not in the afternoon, not in the evening. And so, you know, I trade off cigarettes and I trade off alcohol, but now I'm cranking on some coffee. So obviously, you know, I have an addictive personality and it's really related around excess. And I started to think about that a little bit more. You know, I don't know much about dependency. Obviously, I have no medical background. I'm, I'm in no position to be able to speak about any of that. This is simply a personal story. But, you know, I will say that, like, I'm not shaking, you know, in my boots about drinking. I mean, day 12 feels, actually, I'm hitting my stride in sobriety. I'm loving it. I feel focused. And I feel great, actually. <laughs> I feel really happy. And uh, I actually don't want this feeling to go away. You know, it seems too good to be true. You know, or not true, but to last, I should say. It's some kind of adrenal rush or something that is happening here just to, to compensate. I don't know, right? That's what I'm making up in my head. But anyway, I feel fantastic. Thank you. And ultimately, I don't feel any kind of substance addiction with alcohol at all right now. I'm actually, it's kind of turned off. I'm able to put it in my head that that's poison and that's not potion. And we know I love it as potion, but at the moment in the 60 days, it's poison. And so just the thought of it makes my body get weak and get uncomfortable. And I remember when I was drinking a couple of days ago or three days ago, my first non-alcoholic beer, like in the afternoon, right? And I was like, oh, let me just go do an afternoon beer because I, I can't because it's not alcoholic. You know, so it was lunchtime. And these aren't the days where you get to do that with all your colleagues anymore and go to lunch and have three beers and burgers in New York. You know, I haven't done that in a long time. So anyway, I'm, I'm splurging and having lunch and order a beer in a glass. And but when I ordered it, my body was like, whoa, what are you doing? No, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. It was like it knew, right, that there was a consequence 
of drinking if I did it. And I, I had to get my own body and nervous system over it saying, nope, it's not alcoholic beer and nothing to worry about here, people. And so hitting that spot where, you know, my body knows it's created this poison mentality. That's really helping me. No interest in alcohol at the moment, but it does allow me the time to think about excess and all the ways that I've explored excess. And it also gives me a sense to talk about and think about self-image, you know? So for me, I created this self-image that, that I was a good boy, you know, I was like a bad boy, good boy kind of thing. But ultimately, you know, I saw myself more as a good boy than a bad boy. I mean, I played a bad boy on television and lived into it the best I could. But all things said and done, because I was in the entertainment business, because I was on the road with rock stars for many years, because I was in recording studios and limousines with athletes and celebrities and all these things over two decades, and rarely participated in any debauchery on the road or any kind of, you know, that was any debauchery I participated in was in my own house, but really played it cool, you know, and didn't, wasn't a big Coke person and wasn't waking and baking on, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, everybody else, you know, that was just normal lifestyle. You're a creative person, you're a right brain hemisphere person. You get to do kind of what you want and as long as you can handle it. And so I felt a little unartistic in that because I really tried my best to withstand from a lot of that. So therefore, I created this image of myself that I was immune, I guess I should say, from that kind of rock and roll, roller coaster, slash nosedive. And I think what I've come to terms with is that's a self-image thing, but that changes over time. And there were many times where, through the years where I looped in and out of some pretty heavy excess in alcohol and, you know, who knows, sex and other things in my life that were could be considered on the fringe and and dangerous to your well-being and your health and well-being and your livelihood and things like that, you know, and in doing so in those days and kind of not adding them up to balance out all of that good time I spent, I have this false self-image and therefore it was time to get, and it is time to course correct that and say, no, over the years you've made up for some of that and certainly you're not a train wreck, but you certainly have a relationship with excess. You have to admit that now and that you have to channel that energy into something where that excess actually is really rewarding, which I'm doing now, you know, the transition to my new gigs and my day job and just a new home and so much going on in my life that I'm so inspired by. And I'm excited to wake up in the morning and I'm excited to not wake up hungover and I'm excited to work on how to get to sleep earlier through natural practices and just elated about what the possibilities of my life are, and especially, you know, embarking in all this. So excess it's a thing and it's different than substance addiction for me i think my relationship is mostly with excess i guess we'll explore more of that later all right have a great night everyone bye